babies. You weren't even watching the game. You didn't even see it. You didn't even fucking see it. I don't have to see that bullshit to know what's going on. Oh, I'm messy. I fucking kick it. And then uh, a couple goals go in. Maybe they don't. Maybe we're fucking Mexico and Poland and play for four hours and zero zero. Guess we'll play again on Friday. <laughs> Adios. Whatever they say in Poland. What a dumb fucking stupid sport. Let's talk about some real sports. Welcome to the Civil Minds Sports Show. Uh, the latest and the greatest on New England sports, not including the revolution. Uh, the real sports. Let's <laughs> Sometimes. Some... Sometimes. Suck on that, Raymond. <laughs> Sucking my Great Lakes Christmas sale in your perfect tits. Uh, let's do some opening takes. <laughs> let's start with... Uh, we haven't had a nickname for Bobby, and one just came to me as I looked at that fucking wall again. Old Bobby Bland, or Bland Bland Bobby? Bobby Blands? Bobby Bland. I like Bobby Bland I resent better. that. Bobby like Bland. Bobby Bland. <laughs> I bet your beater's gray, too, isn't it, you bland bitch? Why don't you... Uh... <laughs> Kick us off with your opening. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Kick us off with your, uh, I'm I'm assuming, some type of scathing report on the Patriots for an opening. It's not scathing. If anything, obviously, I was wrong. Special teams is all you need to win games. And special teams versatility is exactly what you need. One punter out, field position, punt return for a touchdown, win. I was clearly very wrong. Oh, that you're is getting me hot, Bobby. You're getting me hot. Belichick was right. It's all about special teams. You don't. You don't need any of that other shit. Fuck it. But Fuck it. It, it's not sustainable. It just. We'll get into it. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait that for these non-sustainable conversations. A little, <laughs> little tickling on the taint. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll go. Ray, you're gonna go Patriots. I assume too, because your brain. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you something different. I, uh, I'll go world cup as the non-soccer guy here because it's been on my mind this morning since Ray has been spitting stupid sentences and ideas at me. And it's just been really making me angry. I I will concede to you outside of America. This is the most sporting. This is the most important sporting event in the world. It happens every four years. Uh, literally people have been killed over it in nations like Argentina. And the only thing that can be talked about is how shitty fifa fucked it up and Mm -hmm. as someone who doesn't even care for the sport like i find myself watching the world cup because it is that intriguing it pisses me off it actually was making me angry today and i was just letting that anger bleed into the conversation with raymond but like watching some of the the reporting and some of the broadcasts about the actual games going on like i don't even give a shit about what is going because i'm just the the other side of the reports is coming from you know whatever news organization that oh yeah five thousand people died when this happened and uh, they're still treating gays like shit and women are getting uh, flogged in the streets and they're you know it, it it it's annoying how much that is a part of the the conversation and I don't see it going anywhere they just continue to double down on being shitheads over there so it's too bad it's too bad every four years and uh, this one is fucked up. It is It'll probably be the one messy wins. Slavery there, they actually do still have slavery there. They do, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's not like it's, it's kind real. of. It's it's actually that's what they do. What did they say? Sixty five hundred people died making the. Uh, well, if you just listen to me, I just said five thousand. I think the actual number was like fifty two hundred, but <laughs> we've <that's>... already misquoted. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's doing it on purpose now. Um, 
I now I now I don't remember my uh thought. So did you watch that Netflix documentary? Yet, oh, either? that was my thought. The Netflix Love documentary. It. Thank you, Raymond. That net what perfect timing by Netflix Ooh. on that. They right I mean, off. they they shot till like May of this year or whatever, all the way up to it, and just the greed, and then that new the new uh, president of, of FIFA with his jacked up teeth um, supporting just as recently as this week, supporting what they're doing in Qatar or Qatar or wherever you pronounce that backwards ass country. It's just, um, it, it sucks. It sucks. Cause it does take away from an event that should be fun and, um, and have yeah. beer there instead of them the day before the game start taking the Budweiser tents away. Thank you, Raymond. Um, that will actually be the World Cup is actually a subject on this show. So we'll talk a little bit more. I'm probably just going to say the same exact things because that's as far as my knowledge of this, this goes is this opening take. But we'll get your thought, soccer guy, Ray. Until then, uh, why don't you give us your opening take? Uh, Phil Belichick wants to retire anytime soon. He needs to take the keys away from his two buddies. That would be Matt Patricia and Joe Judge because Sunday was a snooze fest. Defense, great. Special teams looked great. But offensive line and offense in general, just was terrible. And if the Patriots and Bill Belichick, he wants to break that Don Shula record, and uh, it's time to uh, hurt some fat friends' feelings and take the uh, play-calling duties away from him because this guy can't coach his way out of a paper bag. I got some thoughts on that. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, the Jets being just as Jets as it gets in that game, give, giving up the uh, the walk-off punt return. Uh, we'll do a little Thanksgiving football talk. Uh, I think it's going to release on Thanksgiving. We're two days away as we record. A little Bruins talk. Bergeron hits a 1,000 points as a career, and something special is brewing down there. Uh, The World Cup, we'll get back to that, and some Simplest Minds of the Week uh, from across the sports world. This is the Simple Minds Sports Show, Friday Rewind, November 25th. Just kidding, Thanksgiving, November 24th. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, not a great day for us. It's Thanksgiving week. It's all look puffy. at these tits. Hold on. No, look at these tits. Look at those things. Is that a messy jersey? No, this is a Mbappe jersey. Cool. Uh, Mbappe. If you're uh, listening on iHeart, uh, we are the number one New England sports show on iHeart. So uh, kudos to us. And we're the self-proclaimed number one New England sports show on iTunes. So um, double kudos to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, be sure to drink W Energy. Uh, go to uh, WEnergy.com and get 15% off all orders with the promo code Simple Minds. Uh, that's W Energy. Google it. All right, let's do some uh, let's do some Patriots talks. Okay, let's do uh, a little recap of the Jets game. Uh, Bobby, your take, Ray's take, leading into uh, this Thanksgiving matchup against the Vikings, which we'll get to. But the 10-3 win against the Jets was about as boring as a football game as I've ever watched. The clown show from the beginning when the camera angle was all fucked up. They were having technical difficulties. I've been angry. Who Who is that? Kevin Harlan? Was that the announcer? I think so. Send that guy to Qatar. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks from the get-go. Look, the the Patriots took the field. They were the first to get the ball. I saw them come to the huddle. 
I saw number 37 walk out there. I said, oh, they're starting uh, Damian Harris, not Stevenson. The first carry went to Damian Harris, and this bozo says Stevenson. It's like it was the second play. The guy's been out there for two fucking plays. I don't think they had any cameras. I don't think because remember how the game was Shut delayed. Shut the fuck up, right? He every <laughs> single time this guy calls, it didn't it didn't stop. I was texting you all the mistakes throughout the fucking game. They it got, was, the broadcast it, was so bad. It was so bad, and they bitched about the technical difficulties based the whole time. Anyway, so it started off with a bad. I've basically been angry since then. Um, and yeah, it, and it. I think it peaked at. How many times did they punt? And it went three times. No, no, no. It, just in one sequence. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. The, the three punts in a row. Penalty on the Jets. Penalty on the Patriots. Do it again. Oh, the fourth down. The epic fourth down. Yeah, that we thought it was going to take forever. Just, uh, just ugly. I'll give you some key stats anyway. Um, there were surprisingly as shitty as this game was, zero turnovers for either team. Should have been two picks for the Pats, but they dropped them. Time of possession was again dominated by the Patriots in their snooze fest. 35 to 24 minutes there. Both teams only barely cracking 20% on third down. 4 of 15, 3 of 14, uh, respectively. Eight penalties for the Patriots again, 55 yards. It felt like every time they got down to the 30, 25, it was either a holding call or a sack. Kept backing them up. Um Oh, that's right. Should have been nine penalties because <laughs> still, that's what you're buttered about. That's that, where it all began. That Matt Wilson blocking the up. back on the punt return. You were it very absolutely angry was about a that. block in the back, but I think the refs let it go because uh, I mean Marcus Jones was on like the ten yard line. There was no way that guy was going to tackle him. It wouldn't have affected the no, play. No, they let it go because they didn't want to get the hell out of there. They've been watching this. Probably shit for they were too done long. with it. Yeah. They knew the crowd was about ready to just start throwing some shit in the field. They had to just call it. Tell me I wasn't the first one to to tell you about that block. And then I, all I've heard about this block from the professionals about the block that should have been should have been called. So someone grabbed Mac Wilson by his ear, uh, ripped him off the field and said, check the film, son. Don't do that shit again. And wait, next week, he'll probably will. Um, oh, this was a fantastic stat coming out of the air. So for the game, the Jets averaged 2.1 yards per play in the second half. They averaged two uh inches let me refrain that they averaged a langevin per play in the second half that's being generous that's, that's incredible Someone that's said anything that kind to me before thank you richard yeah. that's, that's huge <laughs> that's incredible um i'll go to you bobby give me your key takeaways if you want to run through the if you want to run through mine or add any to what's on the uh yeah on the email I, I mean key takeaways again yeah I, I mean, the defense played great. You know that the defense is do is playing so well that when you're watching, you're like, all right, you're just waiting for these three plays to get over with so you can see what the offense does. Defense looked great. I, the offense, I was actually startled. I shouldn't say startled. I was surprised when you look at the stats after you watched the game, how many yards they had. When you see how many yards that there actually was, because when you were watching the game, you wouldn't have expected that Mac had like 250 yards passing. You would not have thought that but then you you go back and you look at it and you see like okay some of these stats they're not that bad but they were essentially all accumulated on six plays amongst two drives like a couple damian harris runs a couple ramondre stevens screen break passes and you know a few other things spread through here and there so i yeah they just they don't have 
the ability to make a play when it matters. And on third down in key situations, they have penalties or give up sacks. Yeah, that, I mean, I think that's the key. Honestly, going back and looking at it, there were a couple plays in that first quarter. You know, John o. Smith had four catches for 40 yards. They schemed him open on a couple plays. That was his most involvement. Yeah, and, you know, he just flat out dropped one. I couldn't believe he... <laughs> like, like the epitome of the season. Um, yeah. That, But that being said, it's like you in spurts, in flashes, you see some of these plays come through. They ran some double motion shit that got open that led to some of those big run plays. They from had a Harris. whole new formation they haven't run all year. With yeah, the they were so in the backfield. They did put some wrinkles in there and some of it worked, but it's like, and then all of a sudden they go on fourth and three to some fucking stupid stretch run play. There's no yeah. consistency. There's no identity. There's nothing there that leads you to believe that they can get anything rolling. Um, so I guess you can look at it two ways. I don't think anyone should have any actual confidence in the offensive coaching staff of the Patriots. However, I would call it a stride, maybe not a stride, maybe a baby step forward. And if there's enough of them, and if you believe in Mac like I do and like you bozos will eventually, I think he's good enough to, um, to uh, you know, capitalize on some of those some of those baby steps and opportunities if and when they arise. Raymond, My takeaways, key takeaways. Key takeaway is the uh, merry-go-round that was the offensive line. I mean, uh, Isaiah Wynn started at left tackle due to Trent Brown being disciplined, and uh, that's why he was with the second team during practice. You had uh, David Andrews go down again with an injury. Hopefully he can play against the Vikings. They said he practiced today. but I Toughest mean, man alive. Toughest it's just, man alive. It's just one of the weakest positions on the offensive side of the ball, and yet we're just disciplining guys and injuries, and you know we got Joe Judge coaching them. I mean, that is – probably our biggest killer heel right now on the offensive side of the ball. Well, I I got a nice little uh, definitive list, the commission's list on what's what, what making the offense terrible. I'll I'll run it I'll run down that list for you in just yes. a little bit. Um but before we get to that, Ray, I'd like your opinion specifically on the David Andrews injury who um could barely walk off the field, needed help to get off the field, mm -hmm. and now we find out that it was basically a Charlie horse. How do you now, is he a pussy like Mac Jones? Because Mac Jones wailed like a hyena coming off the field, but he had a high ankle sprain that limited that kept him off the field for four weeks. David Andrews is back, might might play four days later. Which is worse in your eyes? And when it, it when Mike it comes Jones. to let me just stop you right there, Mike Jones. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh other key takeaways for me. Uh Bobby, you mentioned the defense. We'll see. We saw this last year. We saw it in 2019 um, against the cupcake schedule. The defense looks fantastic. I think there is, um, um, I think they are a little bit better than they have been in the past for a couple of reasons we can get to in a, in a second. Um, but I think they're going to give you a chance to win if the offense can put up reasonable points. And uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if, if they can get there. The other, they can give up 17 points against like the Vikings and Bills the next two weeks. I'm a believer. Yeah, look, like they, what did they give it up? Two touchdowns in four weeks or something yeah. like that? Something That's stupid? They, they played great. So if you're, you know, it doesn't work like this, but if you give up three points against the shitty Jets, can you correlate that to 19 points against the excellent Bills? And if that's the case, then can the offense support you in that role? No. Um, I, I think they're probably capable of that. 
I think that the defense is probably capable of that. What did you what did you think of the whole weather, the whole weather game thing? We saw two Nick Folk misses. We saw no one throw the ball deep. I mean, I know what the weather was here for me. It just seemed like what I would describe as a regular November day in New England, Mm -hmm. as in it was a little bit windy and sometimes it's a little gusty. But I I was not a weather. I wouldn't describe it as any sort of a weather event if the weather was anything close in Foxborough as to was me in Connecticut. I don't know what, what it was for you, Raymond. It was the same thing. It was just windy. It wasn't that yeah. bad. Just, I, mean, I would they, just describe it as a normal day. Yeah, but do you guys have uh do you guys have an open ended a stadium with construction that's causing a swirl? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you never seen the Fupu statue? It's actually outside? it's yeah. just like that on the back deck, okay? But I still have to go out there and do the things yeah. that I do. I don't get to blame it. I got on an extra weather. large char charbroil grill on the deck, and uh you should see the leaves swirl up in the corner of that bitch. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a motherfucker to clean. Uh other two key takeaways. Zach Wilson is an absolute dope. He sucks. Called it last game, he sucked. That dude uh will be out of the league. Um, by his next contract, he'll so get a not, backup quarterback contract, and and then he he'll might not start the, the next. Yeah, game. I was just saying he's not going to start because of his comments after the game. How it was I, not his fault. I love it. We'll probably get back to that too. Uh, the last one, and we'll go from here. The Marcus Jones return. Marcus Jones is he a weapon? Yes. Is he is he a weapon? Yes. As a returner. As a returner, and he's did a, he's been filling in the quarterback very nicely too. So I think he's a weapon. I think he's averaging like seventeen yards a punt return or something. He's proving himself to be worth his uh, a valuable pick. Clearly, the uh, key sequence of the game was the uh, 85, 84-yard punt return, uh, nearly a walk-off, leaving five seconds on the clock for Marcus Jones. Lucky it was not called back. A um, lot is being made out of the Jets just not kicking out of bounds. A lot is being made of Belichick time management not calling the timeout, letting it run down, then calling the timeout, making the Jets punt and do Jets things, give up a fucking walk-off punt return, the first one in the NFL this year. Here's 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 what I wanted to get from you. What was your reaction? I'll no give you mine. Way. No fucking I'll gi- way. I'll give you mine. As it as it was happening, I I was sitting and watching <laughs> and I did this. Let me see if I can react. They just won. That's about as excited as I could get. <laughs> You'd think an 84-yard punt return. Like, I watched the you, Zolak. Uh, they have camera on him, and, you know, he's kind of freaking out and shit. I think they just put me to sleep so much, and I have mm-hmm. so little uh, um, faith in this team that I just expected something to happen, like a block in the back and get called back. Uh that was that's as much I could muster. Did you I guys did any, anything more than that? I did that, and then I went to go take a shit. I was able to get a little bit more excited. I, what did I say? I couldn't think of an outcome that would that wasn't going to leave me angry. <laughs> <laughs> and right. this, it actually didn't. I wasn't angry because I did feel like if they lost that game, the season was done and dusted. You might as well just pack it up. So at least right now the season is still it's on track. So I thought that that I was excited about you. You just don't see that pretty often. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, just lucky to get called back. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit of Mac Jones before I give you the definitive list of why the offense sucks. Twenty three of twenty seven. Uh, what's that? What's the math on that, Guru? Eighty. 
85%, 84% completion. Yep. Uh, 246 yards, no interceptions, no turnovers whatsoever from Mac. Not a one, no touchdowns. Sacked seven times on the day. That first one, though, can I stop you? That first one, I was like, ooh, it's going to be a long day for Mr. Jones. First play of the game. <laughs> first play of the game? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was certainly a recipe for it things It looked like the offensive line just like backed off and said, here, have at him. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> so I, I listened to Greg Bedard a lot um, as a, someone who just, I think he watches a shit ton of football. And I think he just kind of mainly calls it as he sees it. Um, like most people in the media, they they tend to find their, um, uh, you know, avenues and things that they need to push. But he said, Mac, fuck that playoff. <laughs> he said that, that they set it up for a screen and um, and he missed it. But that was basically the only one that he said Mac screwed up. The rest of it was just the offensive line Olang for the rest of the day. Oh, he's a big um, offensive line guy. He loves the big boys. Yeah, and clearly they suck. Uh, and with Andrews going down, it was it was a bad day for them. Uh, but let me just say this, Robert, on the uh, as the Mac Jones apologist on the panel, I am totally vindicated by this man in this game. A very efficient, efficient, accurate game from Mac. Uh, in the pressure of the uh, the teeth of the Jets' defense, an excellent defense all day long, finding his ass on the grass all day long. He was able to uh, stick in there and uh, make the throws that were available to him, which is all you can ask from a man in this position as a second year guy in the NFL. I couldn't agree anymore. It was classic Mac. He he played about as best as he could, and they didn't score an offensive touchdown. It was one of the best fucking games of the year. Okay. It's fucking classic Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You know, reached the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I look, I, I think here's, here's, here's nothing that pissed me off. This is just a, a rich gripe session. I listened to the post game and, and uh, Ted Johnson is on there. Talk about vin- vendettas and fucking agendas. This guy hates the Patriots or at least Bill Belichick. Every chance he gets to rip them. And he's too, I think he obviously knows football. He is a three-time champion played in the NFL, but he has either had too many concussions or he's, he's too much of a blockhead to articulate what he's thinking um, or has a, or he just feels like because he's in the media and he's had too many producers in his ear telling him that he's got to have a hot take out there. He doesn't know how to, he, he's a, he sounds like a moron. All he, he could say be on television, he's not an articulate individual. No, they like Ted, Mac, Ted, what do you think of Mac Jones today? Uh, well, uh, I just, I don't, I don't, um, look, I just don't, I don't think he's the guy. I don't know. He didn't impress me. Uh, a lot of check downs, a lot of just throwing to open receivers. What the fuck do you want him to do, man? The guy threw. He had two drops. He should have had a 98 completion percent on a day. Yeah, they didn't get any touchdowns because every time they got to the 30, he took a sack or they had a fucking holding penalty. And you got Skinny Ray over there calling shit-ass plays. I just, I I think um, if Mac Jones can get back to what he was last year, checking down and throwing to open receivers. I think that's a plus in the Patriots book. And I think it gives you a chance to push for the playoffs with the way the defense is playing. That's can my I, thought on Mac Jones. Can I throw out something too on Matt Patricia and the play calling and Mac Jones? Yeah. That, that fourth and three that they ran it instead of letting Mac fucking throw it out of the shotgun. Nonetheless, it's like, why don't they have faith in the kid? I mean, he was having a great day completion wise. Just let him fucking throw. Instead, they run it on fourth and three. I out think of the it was shotgun. A, I think it was a zone run, wasn't it? That's what they, they said. They absolutely love their, their, their 
power runs out of the shotgun. They they absolutely love him. And they were starting to get cute with Damian Harris. They actually he looked good. He looked really, really good. They thought that they had something there. And they got cute again. Mm-hmm. Bad call. Yeah, that fourth and three. I mean, the Jets just saw that naked bootleg and Mac could basically run into the end zone. But um, yeah, no, no need, no need to get creative there or uh, you know, design something that might throw the defense off for half a second. Just run it up their gut. Okay, let me give you not all the... fat people sound like that. What do they sound like? Like an angel. None of us. I just needed you to talk so we could get audio of it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Let me give you uh, the definitive list of why the offense sucks for the Patriots. Let's start with the number one reason on the commission's definitive list why the Patriots suck. Matt Patricia. Enough no said. Argu- no argument. Number two on the definitive list of why the Patriots suck. Joe Judge. No argument. Number three on the definitive list of why the Patriots suck. Matt Patricia. I'm not going to argue again. Just to recap, one, two, three is Patricia, Judge, Patricia. Number four is your offensive line. Uh, Ray, you mentioned it, injuries. And uh, if you're not injured, you stink. Uh, Cole Strange has backslid the last three games. He's been getting blown up. Uh, uh, Trent Brown was out to lunch again somewhere. Uh, that was a benching. I'm, I think we're all in agreement that he was practicing with the second team during the week. Um, Isaiah Wynn started left tackle until he got hurt. Trent Brown didn't see the game. He got benched for whatever reason. And Bill Belichick said it, said it was a coaching decision. And your backup for when guys suck is Isaiah Wynn, who's now hurt. They just had some guy from the practice squad from the Jets. Right. That's not it. Kajust, I don't know if you saw that one play, one of the Mac sex. Like he was literally just someone just walked up with one hand and pushed him in the chest. <laughs> and the poor guy fell over. With Kajus too, the way he looks in a uniform, he looks like Tyron Smith. Like he looks fucking huge. Like he like he looks like he would be a formidable human, but he is on roller skates. He just every yep. time. He sucks. That's your. That's going to be your Achilles heel. One of you guys said it. Uh, the offensive line is just. Yeah, they I don't know. Get... I don't know how you fix that, honestly. So, uh, you know, and right gonna... into your next point, their their pass plays are like four or five step drops. Oh, allow me. Um, the next reason, uh, the fifth reason on their uh, reason why the Patriots offense suck: play calling, no rhythm, no clue, no idea of what they're doing out there. Uh, we mentioned it in terms of. Uh, you know, there was a couple schemed up plays for John Smith and some other guys this game, and then they go away from it and they go back to some other shit that doesn't work. Um, and yeah, your point, there's five step drops for an offensive line that can't block. Can't do it. And guys that can't get open. Why don't you just give everybody a three step drop? It's very hard to cover anybody in any situation. If, if you, if you have just one second to do it. So how many slants did we see in that game? None. I think Devontae Parker caught one late, like double hitch from Mac. I guess well, there, John there Smith, was one on like a third and something where Aguilar caught that pass. No, oh, didn't he get jacked up on that play? Is that the one he dropped? There was like the one pass play that he caught where he came across the middle. I think it was but... Thornton. Thornton had the one that dropped that they thought was a fumble. Oh, oh, he was going to be well, short yeah. of the first down anyway. Uh, next, right in line with this is the scheme. What is it? We don't know. Uh, are they power run? Are they uh, uh, zone run? Are they uh, shotgun offense? Are they a spread offense? Are they a two tight end? We don't know. We, they don't know. 
They're figuring Madden out as they go. Your own playbook. Raymond, I think. Oh, Raymond froze. Pay your internet bill. Next in line for uh, why the Patriots suck in the definitive list, buy-in. Uh, you can, I saw it on Mac Jones' face like midway through the third quarter between his fifth and sixth sack of the day. Like, this shit isn't working. Players know when they got shitty coaching. Players know when things aren't working. And I think that's probably half of it. You know, half these guys going to the routes going, what's the point? Well, and most of these players have played on other teams. I mean, the only... You know, you got Tyquan Thornton, you got Mac Jones, but they have different experiences with other guys. This isn't, they've been in other systems and they know things that work and what don't. And then they're seeing this and they're like, this is, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, if we can pick it up, I'm sure that they can. Yeah. It's elementary. uh, It's disjointed. It's, um, it's, it's not a professional run organ it's not a professional run operation and God, no. um we we've saw that from the beginning of training camp that's why kendrick Bourne got on the shit list yes because he called him out on it uh <laughs> seems like it hasn't changed here's another one uh oh right this is also in line the pass catchers this kind of goes in line with it but all we keep hearing now the last three weeks and these guys running over the film um what's his name from espn the ex-quarterback orlovsky orlovsky the guy stepped out of bounds uh thrown on a pass play in the end zone <laughs> Uh, him, uh, Bernard, all these guys that run through the tape, the receivers aren't looking for the ball. They, they just... Ramondre Stevens, it, 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 for him to turn around and look at a pass, it is like, he, it looks, he looks so fucking aggravated that he has to do it. He's just like, <laughs> it's just, he just looks so mad. Just, just turn your head. You sons of bitches. Like <laughs> they don't want take, to take three steps and turn your head. No. And any any of that, uh, uh, what do they call it? Twenty uh, all twenty two that you see, it's true. They're all waiting to like they get down the field, and t- that's coaching. That's coaching. Just run shorter routes or turn around faster. What the fuck is Troy Brown doing there? He's the wide receivers coach. Oh, good point. He's 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 uh, skating and all this. Uh, I got the. That's only half my list. I got a lot to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next on this list, Belichick. Fire everybody. You're the head. Uh, you're down on the list because that's the clout that you have. And I think he is pretty good coach still. But uh, to raise opening take, fire everybody. Have to. There's no choice. Okay, here's where it gets spicy. Uh, next up, I blame Giselle. Giselle started all of this back in 2014, uh, getting into Tommy's ear about he's better than uh, everybody here. He deserves more. He's not Johnny fucking Foxborough. He needs to get the biggest contract ever, which led to the next point, Tom Brady. How dare you believe a woman over the greatest coach of all time and greatest owner of all time and leave for a measly couple million dollars when he could have just stayed and, uh, and performed just as well and continued the legacy. Those two who now, uh, amicably non-amicably have split uh well that's all i got to say about that <laughs> and thank god ray wasn't here for that because i know he'd have some comments uh next up on this little wild card here not many people would expect this but i think it's true um next on the list for the reasons the definitive list of why the offense sucks bon jovi where have you been bud where have you been i haven't seen him at one game this year he's over it it's just supposed to be a friend of Kraft, supposed to be an emotional support dog. Well, we know the way Kraft's been. He's probably into some more uh, shady characters these days. Yeah, they Bon Jovi's found, a little too PC. They might have found something that up. 
piques their interest, if you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, next up, we got a couple more here for you. I'll rattle them off. Edelman, get your knees straight. Like, why do you have to have shitty knees? He could have been a nice catalyst for this team uh, into his elder years. Bailey Zappi, just good enough to putting some doubt into uh, simpletons like like you guys, thinking that he's the answer. This was uh, an unbridled shot at Bailey Zappi. Nick mm-hmm. Folk. Okay. Nick Folk. Talk about unbridled shots. This was the first game he's missed a field goal in, I think, a decade. Stop making field goals. Stop being so good at your job to the point where they feel comfortable enough to let them kick the ball. Well, and you know what? Make Belichick them go did? score some touchdowns. He fucking cut JJ Taylor to re sign that kicker to stand over Nick Folk because <laughs> he's pissed off he missed two kicks. He fucking did it. Okay. He's not playing around. You got to put pressure on old folky there. Uh, <laughs> next up here, real close. I, you can't have a list like this and not mention Aaron Hernandez. That's just a dark cloud that's not going anywhere. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? R.I.P. R- baby. Yeah, and then uh, you know, put Mac Jones on this list down at the bottom. Just he's the quarterback. He's got to hold some responsibility. He lands at the bottom of that list. He's playing great. He'll get an offensive touchdown. Yeah, he re- reached sure his peak this year. This this week, 85% completion, yeah. no touchdown, no turnovers either. Hey, that was a long Patriots segment. Let's uh, do headlines with the obvious one. We'll come back for the back end of that Patriots segment and a little more uh, Thanksgiving football talk. Thank you there, Richard. Uh, Matt Patricia put all of New England asleep on Sunday when the Patriots beat the Jets 10-3. to uh, Marcus Jones with a walk-off punt return touchdown to end the game. Matt Jones was good. 23 for 27, 246 yards, no touchdowns, and no interceptions. The defense once again had a great game and only let the New York Jets average 2.7 inches of play in the second half. That's big, ladies. We are recording Tuesday. Uh, Fatstradamus predicts a 16-3 Patriots victory on Turkey Day. Go Pats. Uh, The Bruins just keep winning, taking down the Lightning 5-3 on Monday night. And an assist in that game, now Patrice Bergeron has 1,000 points in his career. He cemented himself as the second greatest Bruin of all time, just behind Ray Bork. The Celtics How dare wins. You. How dare you? <laughs> what? Queen is upset. I know. He's not going to listen, but he's upset. <laughs> he's upset, yes. He can hear it. Uh, the Celtics' win streak uh, came to an end on Monday night, losing to the Bulls 121-107. The Jays had a bad shooting night, combining for 18 for 49 from the field. This will happen, but never fear. They're still in first place in the entire league. And finally, the World Cup is upon us. Games and note, U.S. tied with Wales 1-1 on Monday, each getting a point in group play. Messi and, Messi and Argentina are choking again on the world stage as they lost to Saudi Arabia 2-1. Many around the world are saying that this is the biggest upset in soccer history. Rich, Rich however, does not. And the reigning defending champions of the world, France, beat Australia 4-1. Kylian Mbappe, a goal, and Oliver Girard became the France's all-time leading scorer. Go Blues. Uh, this just in. I know when Oliver wasn't that good at soccer. We was not. This just in. Uh, the Red Sox still haven't <laughs> signed anyone. This has been Headlines with the obvious one. Back to you. Thank you for the Red Sox update. I mean, we have to keep in track. It's free agency. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're going along in this Patriots stuff, but if you want to continue, I had um, – uh, some offensive notes, some defensive notes. I had already mentioned I thought there was a little bit of improvement on that on the offensive side of the ball if we wanted to be optimistic. Um, the Damian Harris sighting was nice. The John M. Smith sighting was nice. They had a couple screenplays. It looked like they moved the ball. Like you said, the statistics were deceiving, Bobby, but it was 4 of 15 on third down. Some really uh, like abhorrent fucking play calling in those situations. And every time they got to the red zone, it felt like it was either a holding or a sack or both that knocked him 
out of scoring range in in the wind, in the moderate wind, apparently knocked them out of uh, Nick Folk range with uh, uh, inexcusable two missed field goals. That's anything over 49 yards is out of Nick Folk range. 69, nice. Um, oh, uh, this was the other notes. Just to throw it in here, that first field goal that they did make from, what, the five-yard line happened at the end of the first quarter which marked yet another game this year. The Patriots have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter. They've yet to do it this season. They came out to go for fourth and inches, and they so one look at the defense, I guess, called timeout out of the quarter break to go kick a field goal at fourth and inches. God, was that not a precursor for what this freaking game is going to be Whoa, 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 whoa. They're going to actually play defense on this play? What the fuck? They and put they them out there? They did go for it for fourth and inches, but they went for it on fourth and three. Well, I I mean, I don't care. I I'm glad they kicked it. I it's just what do you what do you mess around with? Just go send them out there and kick the damn ball. You suck at offense. Your offensive line blows. In your play calling, you're probably gonna run a stretch run on fourth and inches. Yeah, I get it. Fourth and three, what was that? A three three game? They felt like they probably needed to put some points on the board. Just you know. These 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 walking testicles even got Belichick in a bind when it comes to uh, time management. Um, okay, this is going to be my lead into the to the uh, Minnesota talk. Stick with me. The Nick Folk two missed field goals that generally doesn't happen over the last two seasons. Nick Folk is pretty much automatic inside of forty nine. Mm-hmm. That should have given you nine points as an offense. Generally, the Patriots are good for at least one touchdown over the past five to six games. They can at least muster one touchdown. That's 16 points. The Jets are a good defense. They uh, are a division game. They know how to get to Mac Jones. The offensive line had some injuries. So you can give them a little bit of credit stopping them from getting the Patriots one touchdown. But that's all to say we can expect at least... Uh, 16 points, and I would give them another field goal. That would be 19 points. That's five drives in a game that they have to get. I'm sorry, four drives in a game that they have to get to the 30 and five drive and one drive where they punch it in one way or another. Now you can take into consideration your special teams giving you good field position, taking into consideration your defense getting turnovers, taking into consideration that it's just not the offense going 80 yards every single time. Doesn't that seem fairly doable, even for a uh, bottom of the third NFL type of offense? Four drives get to the thirty; one of them punch it in. Yeah. I mean, it seems very plausible, but does it? Is it going to happen? Is the question? <laughs> that, Whatever type my of point is, that's nineteen points if you get lucky. And the defense going to happen. If you get lucky and the defense gets you one, now you're in the mid-20s. Now you're really cooking with gas with this defense. <laughs> and maybe one of those Nick field go- Folk field goals, the defense makes a bad penalty, and you get lucky and punch in. Now you're talking about 30 points, okay? Remember that just, Oliver here's you're your, talk- here's on, your really, pass. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Remember that Oliver you're talking about that doesn't play soccer? Easy he, now, he, Easy he, now, he, He's coaching the offense of the Patriots right now, so that's why I'd give him that's the why I remember when Oliver poured one out for his homies. <laughs> I'd... I'd give him the headset over the fucking idiot in there, uh, in there right now. I'm just giving you a a, a positive spin on what the oh, Patriots' offense on a baseline that is, that's can the look formula. like. 
I think it I is guarantee the that that's their game plan is there the, the defense to give up two touchdowns, a field goal, basically 17 points and for them to piece it together. It's just, I, when they get inside the 30, that field shrinks. They just look inept. Yeah. It's no. so bad. They absolutely do. Um, okay. Let's talk about some Thanksgiving day football. Um, Let's let's take a break on the Patriots for a second. I'd like Dr. Big Mac's uh, Thanksgiving Day football thoughts. Uh, I don't know if you have a power ranking planned or if you just have a uh, off the cups type of situation uh, you'd like to talk about. I know every year you like to discuss how you handle uh, Thanksgiving with your in-laws and football and such. So the floor is yours. I think this matchup that we have for the Thanksgiving Day slate, it's perfect. Your appetizer is the Lions and Bills. Your main course is the divisional rivalry between the Giants and the uh, Cowboys. And then for dessert, you get to watch the Patriots and put you to sleep. Thank God. This is a great, great <laughs> NFL did superb this year. Hey, you do sound fat. Uh, what else? What's what? Uh, do you want to do a little corny uh, Thanksgiving talk? We ran late, so we don't have too much time. But do uh, you got a, a favorite part about Thanksgiving? You got a favorite uh, food about things? Are you a sides guy? Are you a very big sides guy? I'm all about the sides. I mean, the turkey, if 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 Thanksgiving didn't include turkey and you put in another better protein that you actually wanted to eat, I think it would be a better meal. Like Rich's mother's ass? <laughs> <laughs> I think that falls on the saturated fat on the, uh, <laughs> on the uh, you know, whatever. What, what, uh, what, oh, the food pyramid is what I'm trying to say. Oh, food pyramid. I think obsolete at this point in time, and that's what we, we learned as kids. Uh, I'll beep that. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, and how dare you? Everyone fucking, everyone shits on turkey. Turkey? Oh, here we go. Stop it. Don't defend turkey. Come on, Don't man. Don't fucking defend turkey. It's, You're not going to believe a word out of your fucking mouth. The turkey are the four drives to the 30 of Thanksgiving. You need a baseline in order to, to complete the mission, okay? You need a baseline of, of – of, I'll give you there are better proteins out there taste-wise than turkey, but without the blandness of the turkey, you would not appreciate the sides that come you with You sound like Patricia trying to explain the fucking offense to Mac Jones. How He's like, I know you. this play sucks, Mac, but you fucking need bad plays so the good plays work. <laughs> Are you a gravy you guy though, Richard? On your on your turkey? Of course, mm-hmm. of course. No, I'm not raw dogging it like your okay. mother on Tuesday. You need a you need a a healthy <laughs> dose of gravy uh, over the stuffing. If anyone calls it dressing, you can head back to Mississippi. You racist mm. dumb bitch. Uh, and I'm not a cranberry guy. You can me neither. What the nope, cranberry nope. sauce is the best fucking part. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to call Bill because we're gonna need a third guy back on the show. Uh, stuffing's the best part of it. If the stuffing's bad, your meal's gonna be bad. If the stuffing's amazing, the meal's gonna be amazing. Stuffing is what makes the with whole- the gravy. The gravy is the driver. Gravy is gravy's number two. I think stuffing's one, gravy's two. Well, gravy can hide other parts of the meal. If you put good Potatoes. gravy on other things that are bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is very true. Um, the other big one for me is mashed potatoes. I've been to Thanksgivings before where they didn't have mashed potatoes and I've left. Where the hell were you? I can't say, but Kyle. it starts it with fucking Kyle's. <laughs> what a fucking loser. Who the hell has Thanksgiving without potatoes? Like I don't remember if they, potatoes. I don't, it wasn't that there weren't potatoes that, that they weren't on the menu and we ended up bringing them because I just couldn't have, I couldn't have that happen. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, I already know, thought less a stressful of that time. human being. Now I just think he's fucking the dumbest person alive. <laughs> it's a stressful time. That's a good place to end on the uh, Thanksgiving food talk. Uh, let's get back to football. Um, yeah, good slate. Good slate of games. I mean, I think it is. I think it's a great slate of games. Bills Lions will be a slaughter. That is one thing I like about Thanksgiving is seeing the Lions on TV. I think the Lions are going to win. I think the Lions are going to win. Yeah, you're an idiot. Um, I just. It's not that I really watch the Lions game generally. It's just you always have the TV on in the background. You know it's going to be the Lions. You know what to expect out of that, uh, what it's going to look like on the TV. And uh, I don't know. There's something nostalgic about about the Lions being on the TV. It's and generally, it's actually a pretty close nice. game. What's that? I said it's a bit of tradition that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys-Giants should, this year should be a, a good game. It's an important game in our division. Uh, the Cowboys are the... If it wasn't for Ray, the Cowboys would be the messy of this show. Just really pumping people up just to let them down. No one's been pumped up on the Cowboys since fucking Aikman retired. Are you insane? The Cowboys are listed as Super Bowl favorites every fucking year, and they haven't won a uh, playoff game since 96. They are ridiculously overhyped. <laughs> and therefore underachieves. Uh, which brings us to the Vikings and their stupid dome. Uh, the Vikings, the Nordic people of the North, play in a dome in the Mall of America. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. They do. It's it's fucking pathetic. Vikings. You should take the names out of that. It, you shouldn't be the Vikings. You should. No, be, you should. Uh... Walking pussies, Bobby. What are your um, expectations for this game? My expectations for the game is I think generally after a team gets embarrassed on national TV, like the Vikings just did, is they're going to come out looking for something to prove. So I think the Vikings are going to come full throttle. Uh, I don't think the Patriots are going to get, I just, I think that the defense will come. I think that they'll give up their 17 to 20 points. I just don't see the offense being able to generate it until I've seen it. I I can't say that that's the time that they're going to do it. I think it's just going to be the same kind of boring game where they may, they piece together 13 and it was really close that they could get that second touchdown, but it just something very Patriot like happens where we don't get it. There's one, there's one big um, X factor you're missing in, in this lot. The Kirk cousins primetime You have to hold on to that. I agree. If that shows up, <laughs> that is probably the no is going to be the number one thing. Why they win the game is because Kirk cousins just melts. Don't you see two, Awful interceptions from Kirk Cousins. More than that. I see. Uh, well, look, the one I know is going to happen is Vikings have the ball at their own 30. He, throw, he gets undercut or he throws a duck and they pick it off and they run it back to the six or something. And there's your touchdown. I just, I, I think the Kirk Cousins effect is real. And generally, Bobby, I believe you're right. You get embarrassed like that. You gen- If you're a good team, you generally come back and you uh, and you show something. However, the Vikings are not a good team. They have a negative point differential at eight and two. They're negative. They're Justin Jefferson may be the best wide receiver in the game, but he's hurt, and the Patriots are the best at uh, taking that guy away. I would expect, like if Jefferson's hurt, then. Who knows? I, I I think that you know you can open up a lot of things, but big if fact. they if they ID him, I would expect a big game out of Dalvin Cook. Let him run up and down the field, uh, hold him to field goals, the old Matty P defense, if you would. Um, and then you're right, it does fall on the offense to get that 
patented 19 points that I just laid out for you. But I think that's very possible. I think that's a four, four field goal, one touchdown game for the Patriots and a one t- two touchdown, one field goal game for the for the Vikings. And you're looking at 1917. A couple picks from Cousins. And, uh, and, and just one more point, Ray, before you go. On real football talk, the, the Cowboys are ranked number one defense in the league. Uh, Patriots are number two. Um, sacks, they're basically tied. That front seven, front four for the Cowboys crushed Kirk Cousins last week. The Patriots shouldn't be any different on a short week. They're missing their all-pro left tackle. I think the Stars have uh, aligned pretty well for the Patriots on Thursday. Um, that's why I, I'd, I'd give them the edge. And I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I don't believe in the Vikings. And let's not forget, Kevin O'Connell is a rookie coach who Bill Belichick has a lot of success against as well. I think he, I think you just got a lot of pros, a lot of pluses in that column if you're the Patriots on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think that you're wrong about the whole, you know, uh, stop Justin Jefferson. I think it's going to be Dalvin Cook because Bill Belichick knows, like you said, that Kirk Cousins will shit his pants in the prime time. And I think that he's just going to say, all right, Kirk, go go ahead, win the game. And I don't think he can do it, especially if Justin Jefferson's out. That means Adam Thielen's going to move up to your number one. And I don't think he's the young chicken that he used to be that could change games. So I think it's going to be. Sure. A... Look, s- sorry. It, it, if Jefferson's out, like I said, it, it opens up. A whole thing, yeah. You stack the boxes out. They have to win this game, and and you stop Cook. But I I don't I don't agree with you. I think you'll bracket Jefferson the way that they've done in the past. Whoever that whoever they consider their best man to man corner will go on to who's their third guy Thor Thorn Thor Thornton. Um, oh Ken uh, Born. Uh, what the fuck is his name? The Vikings third receiver. Yeah, I think is he rookie or second year guy? They barely got a ball. The the guy that you really should watch, Hawkinson, the tight ends crush the Patriots. Osborne, so, Osborne, yeah, he's been nothing, but he, but he has talent. That's a guy that could burn you. That that have burned the Patriots in games like this in the past. If you ID, you know their top end wide receivers too much, and Hawkinson, um, can is Duggar healthy enough to to play that role? Phillips, the the big play out of that Jets game that people are making a big deal out of is the dropped interception from McCordy. And he had that tight end <laughs> wide open. It was a classic Wilson overthrow. Yeah. He didn't set his feet. And I forget, it was it peppers or Phillips in uh in coverage there, your safety linebacker group against tight ends against good tight ends. That's a mismatch uh, against the Patriots. So, and Hawkinson's as good as it gets um, when it comes to tight ends. So, they got weapons. I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I think they'll shut down their number one guy. And uh, if you can hold them to field goals, just follow my path to 19 points. And I think that you got a, a victory on, on Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, let's do a quick break. And uh, we'll celebrate uh, Patrice Bergeron real quickly. Very quickly. What's that Bruins jersey on you, uh, next to Renee there? Right That's Ray Bork, autographed uh, Ray Bork jersey. And you know, yeah. Greatest Bruins player of all time. Number one point. Do you hate of the Dolphins come from having to stare at that Dolphins jersey all the time? That's Ricky Williams, though. It says uh, Puff Puff Pass. Or no, Puff Puff Run. Ricky well, just the fact that it's next to an Edelman jersey. Thank you. Yeah, it's... Uh... You like my white chocolate jersey? Hold on. Boom. Boom. 
I hadn't seen that before. That's going fat. I like that. Um, two and a half years or so into this, in your podcast studio, you're you're still using um, flags for your ceiling. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure the the insulation and the. Uh... Hold on, I can fix that. That's nice. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, Bergeron gets his 1,000th points against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Monday on um, a hockey assist, or was it an exact assist? I watched the replay a thousand times. I've never even seen Bergeron touch the puck, but they said he did, so that's cool. Um, and look, cool moment. Everyone reporting on it. I didn't see it live because fuck Nesson. Um, so... I watched a lot of replays, listened to a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, commentary on it. Before I before that happened, I, I heard a report and read a, a report uh, uh, from Nick Felino Falanges uh, talking about the quote unquote uh, special feeling that this team is getting this year, uh, coming from a veteran like Felino who's um, seen some success. Not a championship, I don't believe. But uh, Cam Neely said the same thing at the beginning of the year. We all thought it was fodder because he's Cam Neely and he has to say that. But now it's 17-2. and two. You took it to uh, Tampa Bay, who has had your number for years. Um, and you and you get the Bergeron 1,000th point. They're all playing for him as it's basically his last season. He's almost come out and said it. Allegedly. Ooh, right, right, right. They, Dave... We might we might be dra- dragging the queen back from Detroit. His his new uh, his new alma mater, the Detroit Red Wings. He quit on the Bruins last year Love after their coding. first round exit. Love I might coding. have to come off my second round exit take. I mean, oh. seventeen and two is seventeen and two, man. Is that why he was booted from the show? <laughs> no one boots yeah. any the queen from the show. The queen boots he the was, show he, from the queen. Yes. <laughs> Um, and we just we knew we had a rising star on the horizon. Bobby Bland is is oh, not wow. to fuck with. <laughs> uh, I'll go to Ray, hockey guy Ray. Uh, any any thoughts on just the feeling you're getting from the Bruins here? Um, and do you agree that it's time to go all in again with uh another hockey trade from old old Sweens there in the first round pick or whatever else you got to give up in that putrid system that he's built to go win a ship um uh, stack your defense uh patrick fucking kane's name is now being tossed around as a rental for this team um i see you smirking a, a, a no give me your thoughts on all of that please well i, I first i hope the Bruins aren't peaking at the early time of the season and waste it all away before the playoffs you know, because that's what usually hockey teams go on. I'm just going to interrupt you really quick. 17 and two in the way they're playing. I, I I think they've gone past peaking like their older team. Injuries could happen. Things that's like that could happen. What I'm worried about is that, but I don't, know. I don't think it's a flash in the pan in terms of they've caught this hot streak and now they're running with it. You're two months into the season. You've established that this is the team you are. This is the way you play. You're not going to, Winning a, a nine eighty clip for the whole season, sure, but no, but also they're old, like you said. So how long right. can they? Yeah, they could. Stop? I mean, you're, right. you're gonna have to start spelling some of these guys. You know, give them days off, healthy scratches, and stuff like that because you, this is an older team. It's not like a young uh, team that can you know play all these games, eighty two games, and be uh, perfect about it. But uh, the other thing too that you uh, asked about was the uh, oh shit, what was the second thing you said? 
just a time to uh, go all in on the go trade. All in? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because this team, like you said, they're 17 and two. Why would you fuck that up? Let them fucking roll. You don't need, what, what do you need to add? Backline defense. You don't, yeah. you, you got, you got one, two punch and uh, with uh, McAvoy and uh, Lindholm. Um, yeah. Connor Clifton has been playing out of his balls. That's a guy that might be peaking too early. The rest of your guys are small. Um, Zaboral, uh, on that third line, third pairing. Um, uh, Grizzlick is small. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. If you can go out and get, if you can go out and do another Lindholm deal, fuck yeah, you do it. That like you got to identify you have no money. You have no money. You have to give up. You have to give you up. Can move, you can move. You can move. Like the Felinos and um, the no sex, the three, two, five man guy. Like, like you even can, with the cane, with the Patrick King, how can you afford him? Um, you can eliminate some. You can like move some of the salary in an NHL trade and an NHL move, and you've got enough contracts to probably bundle up five to seven million, and then you can ask them to eat. Uh, some more money and give them extra picks. They, I, I think, I think salary wise, they can actually do it. I, they probably don't have enough assets and then to do, do it a Patrick Kane. I put them, I put them right in the slot where someone flakes and shit the bed when you get to the playoffs. <clears throat> Taylor Hall, uh, as soon oh, as that shit, uh, Jake DeBrusque, uh, uh, David Pasternak, uh, as yeah, soon as that, as soon as that fucking playoff uh, marker hits, that's where I put Patrick Kane. The guy that's got three goddamn Stanley Cups. Yeah, that's where Bob I put one him. One from us. Uh, hockey guy, uh, Bobby Bland. Any final thoughts on the uh, Bruins? Bergeron getting his thousands, thousand points. Oh, here's one for you. Here's a good question for you. As a um, not really a hockey guy, from the outside looking in, off the cups here, where do you, where would you slot Bergeron in like an all-time Bruin, uh, all-time like Boston athlete uh, type of type of role? I just feel like hockey's a more niche sport for most of the Boston sports people that I come that could have sworn he was gonna say for white guys. No. I, he, I didn't know where he was going. It's was like, for so for me to me to rank it, I wouldn't even really know how to like begin yeah. with that because like you you know the ones that I'm gonna say like as to where they go and I wouldn't know where to place him in that just because I don't I'm not personally putting the same amount of interest into it so like ho hockey accomplishments I'm not giving the same amount of like interest and weight in my own head so I'm never gonna I, I just personally wouldn't weight it the same fair enough Basically, um, it, Bobby Bland said hockey players are pussies and nothing that they do matters. No, no, you just said he doesn't give a shit about them. Uh, <laughs> it's, in our era, it's uh, Brady, Ortiz, Bergeron, Pierce. You have them that high? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got he's got a he's got to land there for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, he's been the captain of the team. That's. We got to see after Char left. He's been here for like twenty years. He's uh, he's an, only played for the Bruins. He's got a thousandth point. Got a Stanley Cup. Been to three. Uh, he's widely been considered the best uh, two way forward in hockey for twelve years, thirteen yeah. years running. Um, yeah, it, you know that two thousand nineteen really fucks him. That loss to the Blues, Game Seven, really screwed Bergeron. He'd go down as one of the greatest of all time if he had two two cups. And uh, Tuca failed him. So Tuca failed him, and he failed us. We never sat the butthole to too. That's 
That's depressing. Um, okay, afternoon delights, and uh, we'll get Soccer Guys Ray uh, World Cup. Ooh, we're kind of really late here, so we'll we'll real quick. We'll run through the World Cup real fast. Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Convenient. Hits, please. That's okay. No, you don't have to. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, the World Cup, as you uh, so eloquently put in your headlines, Doughboy is underway. Headlines today, November twenty second, Tuesday. Uh, we came out of this morning with some hot, hot press out of Qatar. The greatest upset in sports history. The Saudis beat Lionel Messi, the greatest choker in all of sports to ever to ever grace this earth. Beat him 2 uh 2-1. Two one? Mm-hmm. 2 one, three, one. Two, one. Two, one. Uh, two, one. in the uh, group stage round 1 if you would of the uh, World Cup. And your thoughts, Raymond? Big upset. I was watching it live. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's all you li- you only like to describe it as big. It's huge. Boobish. Huge. Okay. Boobish. Yeah. No, but I you mean, would you want to push back on greatest of all time. No, I think it's one of the greatest upsets in sports history. Okay, well, you keep ticking up here. I can keep pushing to them. So uh, so uh the Saudis beating with ranked 40 something in the world. I think it's over yeah, Argentina, 36 wins internationally in a row for Argentina. Snapped the, they were one win away from tying France uh from a couple years ago. Uh so one of the greatest upsets of all time in yes. international sports or or uh, football history. Uh, I think sports in general. All sports, great. I think you go USA over Russia in the uh, Olympics hockey. I think that's a great upset, and I think this one's right there with it. Okay, I think it's more shocking than anything. I just wouldn't you have expected Argentina to lose? I don't know how well, much of like an overall upset. I mean, it's definitely an upset, but like, I mean, these they kind of happen. I mean. The margins in soccer can get close. I mean, when any time a game, it, it ties are always there. You could always one goal and it's it's over. Next team wins. And let's not downplay. Let's not um, like take this whole thing and forget about or not think about or downplay how many of the Argentinian players' wives the Saudis have captive over them to get that win. Because that's an important fact. Not a lot of people are, are talking about. That's very true. Very important, very important Children too, actually. A few of them. Yeah. No, they said, "Fuck your kids. Give me your wives." I just uh, and actually, the... uh, it was about a thousand slaves um, died for Saudi Arabia to win that game. Yep. Yep. I, and counting. Yep. I think so. Real quick, I think the Saudi, like if you did the money line, it was plus twenty five thousand. Yeah, guy won twenty one grand, uh, betting a thousand. Uh, this you put the money line on it the the day of. That all that's fine. Here, two points in this. I said it. In the, I said it in the opening. They're not out. Like, how could it be the greatest? It's like losing a game three in a game of seven series. Like, they're not out. 
Well, and they're then, in last place in their group right now because well, their group just played Mexico and Poland. None of them scored a fucking goal, so well, they, they get each a, point. Got a point. So they're one point down in a group setting, and they're supposed to be the best in the world. So yeah, if they go out and lose to Mexico or where do they play Poland next, and sure, yeah, it's a major fucking choke job. But to Bobby's point, you lost two to one because like you play for ninety minutes and you get three shots on goal and one of them goes in. Uh, uh, they had three shots and two went in. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> just and just the greatest upset of all time. It's like, well, Saudi Arabia very well might not make it to the next but, fucking round. Like, so wouldn't that be a great upset? The greatest upset of all time would we'll be if Saudi Arabia won the World again. Cup. Everyone's pointing out, was it ninety two? Argentina uh, Argentina lost the first game and then they went on to win the whole thing. You don't know, Ray. You're not even a fucking like. I have more information right now, just in my seven seconds of uh, taking no, a shit, Bra- reading it. It was this. Brazil. It was Argentina. I... You dumb man. Uh, uh, they didn't play in '92. You fucking dink. They played in '94. Fucking... They played in '94 in America. Where's my fucking Google machine? Oh, oh, oh the text, the text that will be rolling through. The 94, text. they played in America. That was the last, that was the World Cup you're talking about. Then 90. Then it was, and then I'm talking about 90. Soccer Argentina. guy Ray with the correction. Argentina won in 90 then. Go, sorry, two years off. Sorry, no. Idiot. It's fine. You're off. It's, yeah, but it wasn't talk- Brazil. You we were talk talking about? about the same thing. What do we talk I, about? Brazil didn't lose Ray, the first game. I'm sorry. You were right. Brazil all, didn't lose the first game. That's all I want, Rich. That's all I want from today. Ray, you were right. I'm no, sorry. and I also don't think you're right on the Lionel Messi thing. This is also another one of these sports things that uh, Lionel Messi's a uh, a choker. I went and looked at Lionel Messi's uh, career record. The guy fucking wins. International, international, internationally. internationally on the when he plays internationally, he's the biggest choke artist in the in world. The Cup? world, yes. Okay, here's what else I found about Argentina. Until this last year, until the, this last iteration of, of their team, they suck. They sucked. Their team sucked for about a decade, pretty much when Messi started playing. I, I forget. Now, remind me, Ray, how many people are on the uh, the old pitch for soccer? 11. 11. Got it. 11. Okay. So let me ask you something. If you put Brady on this skinny Ray's fucking offense, is he gonna is gonna will them to a Super Bowl every single time? Yeah, every single time. Seek he can barely get his Bucks team with a couple Hall of Famers on there to five hundred. He's divorced and he's two and zero. I'm sure Lionel Messi has a couple divorces under his belt too. No, and she's a smoke show. Beg to differ. Uh, Qatar, first host country to lose that first game in 50 years. That was fun to watch. They lost to Ecuador. Uh, Ecuador should have three goals. Uh, the first goal was called off. <laughs> I'm just, just some blatant bullshit. Back to my original take on the World Cup, the uh, mm-hmm. FIFA just fucking up. Can't get control of this. Uh, Ecuador goes on to cruise anyway, two nothing. And the best thing out of that is their whole fan base in the crowd. Uh, uh, in I believe they speak Spanish. Tra- uh, uh, Chanda, we want beer. Cervezas. Cervezas, por favor. Um, to uh, no avail. They they didn't give them any. Uh, they continue to. Oh yeah, this is the other thing. Did you did you see the section of uh, Qatar fans? The dudes. All men. All just all bearded men. Mm-hmm. No women, no women in sight. Not allowed. 
you can they're not allowed out of the house it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and then uh there was that story there's a story of the uh usa um welsh game the woman the gay woman with the uh, rain it wasn't even really a rainbow bucket hat it was just like a. there was a couple colors on there richard some colors on there you're right i apologize was it bland Uh, like bobby's wall no 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 no. No, you cannot bring (laughs) that in yeah that's compliance right there compliance (laughs) yeah now it's all come together dick and balls on there and you're basically a prince um so we know what's going on there uh not not great they won't let belgium wear the love tag which if you looked where that was in the jersey it's the it's literally the tag in the back it doesn't even show and they and nobody can wear the uh, one love armbands what do they call those tags in the back um we'll beep that that was a 1996 joke that uh funny yeah, it landed. Uh, and then finally, the U.S., uh, they blew a late game lead uh, to the old fucking Wales. Fucking Welsh. The Wales. Those Welsh I... bastards still haven't broke away from England. And we did hundreds of years ago, those fucking pussies. <laughs> and we couldn't even beat them. That's true. It's true. It says a lot about U.S. soccer with Bobby. When, uh, oh, Bobby Bland just said right there. Mm-hmm. I just uh, what was the point I was going to make. Oh, did I hear this correctly? Was that the first time Wales was has been in the World Cup in 50 years? Something yes. stupid like that, yeah. And we tied. Very small country. We're the second youngest team in the whole tournament. Cool, Ray. Okay. And those fucking kids. They haven't been there in together. 50 years. 50. That was a tactically, that was a shitty half of football you have. Did you watch it? Yeah. It, you have to great say, in the first half, and then the second half, they got tight. Can I ask you do, your honest opinion on this right now? I've been giving you a hard time. What is their problem when they on on uh, offense when they get uh, down into the box, as they say? They have zero Turtle. finish. Doesn't feel like they have anything, uh, you know, any type of setup. It just kind of they kind of kick it to the middle and hope something happens. They're like my dick in the winter. They turtle. Is that it? They're they're just too young and they don't have the experience. To, I, yeah, I just don't think turtles. they have a true forward to hold the ball up and move the ball. Yeah, who's the number 10? Paul, Paul, uh, Pulisic. Yeah, Pulisic. He has some shitty turnovers. But he's the best player on the team. Well, I I, I listened to a little bit, and I agree. At least halfway through that second half, they just should have shut it all down and defended. Just taking the one-nothing lead. Yeah. So how boring is that? Park the bus. I, you know what, you know what's, you'll find about Raymond, Bobby, when he's, when he's pushed like this, he does turtle. Like a little, unless he's had a couple uh, double IPAs in him, he just likes to take the back seat, uh, twiggle with his with his little contour beard, and uh, make some side comments. He doesn't like to push the envelope, you know. I or took envelope. too many edibles tonight. That's what happened. Got to keep it level, man. All right, very late. Let's end the show with some simplest minds of the week. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. <laughs> Here's, thank you. Did you watch the video of that? I did. <laughs> Can we invite Peter Burns onto the show? Peter Burns would do very well on this show. Uh, ben Watson, not so much. <laughs> ben Ben Watson leaves the SEC post game show. I think it was. Um, after uh, asking his wife to text him that he looked good on TV, and uh, Peter Burns, who apparently is an announcer on the SEC postgame show, said, that's not what she texted me. 
had me giggling. Uh, camera rolls back after commercial, and uh, Ben Watson and what's his name, Peter Burns, are not to be seen. Uh, then Ben Watson rolls back into camera, adjusts adjusts his tie, oh. sits down, slams his phone on the table, and whoever the other white announcer was, like, so Peter Burns learned a lesson about running his mouth or whatever he said. Nope. Don't make don't make fun of uh Ben Watson's wife. He doesn't like that. He didn't make fun of her. He no. simply pointed out that she had messaged him something different. And the implication of that, that the text message that Ben Watson got was, you look good. And Peter Burns said, well, I got something. That's not what she texted me. If anything, which he was would making say, fun of you ben look Watson. like shit, Peter Burns. Yeah, that's what that. Yeah, I just did that math in my head. Right. One plus one. That you know, you everyone's always got to take the sexual innuendo, but it is. It's like, how does this guy say it on that? Is just something that you would just fucking say is like, yeah, no, a that's joke. a this show comment, that's not an SEC. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> it is been, just like, it's something I found so amusing. It was just great. I love it. I'm, I'm team Burns here. I like it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Me and Bill are team Burns for two different reasons one's chlamydia. The other one. Uh, the Oh, I, the latest guitar buffoonery. Do we want to touch on that, Ray? You had it. Go ahead. Uh, basically, guitar was paying fans to go to the game and cheer for them. And then they were also paying some. I guess, is India close to guitar? <laughs> You're going to crush you in this geography, B. Northern uh, people from Wouldn't, northern India. There's an ocean paid, in between them. <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess there's people, a gulf, at least. If you guys look at Depends like, on how you want to get there. If you look at the fans coming into the stadium, it's all people from India. Like racist, guitar, right? Guitar, that it's a fucking it's you in on the article. No, it's in the article. They're basically paying people to come over and put on Argentina jerseys, uh, Mexican jerseys, American jerseys to show like, oh yeah, look at everyone that's traveled. But yet they're paying these guys to act. The only thing Qatar won't pay people great. to do is treat people fairly. Women mostly. <laughs> Good point. I know we were talking about slaves a lot. I someone told me. Um, pretty well adapted into the in the situation that North Korea were sending um droves of men uh early on in the development of um what the fuck is the name of the city in Qatar? Dohar. Yeah, Dohar. And um in that like legitimate just slave later. And they were paying the government of North Korea to send droves of men to, to build it up. So good for them. Uh, and then we had uh, let's the, just bring it all back full circle to the dope that was on Sunday. Zach Wilson, we didn't touch on his post game uh, comments very quickly. He was asked if he thought the uh, if anything landed on his shoulders after the loss to the Patriots after going nine of twenty two for seventy four yards, thirty four of which came on a shitty underthrown ball. So let's call it eight of twenty one for thirty yards. Did it feel like, did he feel any responsibility? And without any hesitation, in less than a second, he said, no. All while still wearing his eye black and his stupid fucking headband and his little baby back bitch BYU face. And in counter to that, his (laughs) Justin Fields drafted the same year, seven spots back, eight spots back, apologized to his team after losing to the Falcons um, when he had a dislocated shoulder, apologized that he couldn't uh, do enough for him. 
obviously a lot of scuttlebutt coming out of New York that Zach Wilson's not the guy potentially benched this week. Um, what a douchebag. <laughs> not even an idiot, just a, um, an idiot. Certainly an idiot, but what a, like, pretty much the poster child for a douchebag. I or think that face is the epitome of male douchery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could clean a lot of assholes with that face. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show. Uh, Friday Rewind, November 18th. We will... Uh, nope, 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 nope. It's uh, November 24th. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. See you on Christmas. <laughs> or Kwanzaa. Or Hanukkah. Fuck. Ramadan. Yeah, we'll be cut that guy. Why you always gotta go there, right? there fellas good evening hello gentlemen how we doing when I, meant, when I meant good evening i was only talking to bobby oh, fuck you, <laughs> you know you really kicked off this uh this thanksgiving week just put really knowing how to push my buttons raymond how many angry should consider that button pushed pushed full fully pushed uh and is your mic on Yes. God, you sound like no, shit. I like how he didn't back down with it either. Ray just kept going with it. He just kept, he kept pushing the issue. Hold on. Let me uh, let me see. Uh, now you look good. You what did you do? you just turned it on? I mean, you sound good. Oh. And you you also look good. I know. My tits look fucking phenomenal. This shirt right now. I do like <laughs> posing the question: Is Ray the Messi of Simple Mind Sports? No, I don't, I don't choke. Know, I don't I, know I've you... never choked on any of my food. So I'm not the messy of... You uh, just told us you choked on a hot dog and you had to throw it up at your parents' house before taking a massive shit. I did, not, <laughs> I did not just tell you that. That was weeks ago. That's a fair point. That was weeks ago. That is a I'm fair just, point. You know how uh, you know how soccer talk gets me all riled up and then... Uh, you were very angry this morning. I was. You, you, he was looking for a reason. It started when you misspelled... Uh, the oh, difference between then, has then. and have. And oh, I think that's what have, pissed yes. him off the most, actually. Look, you ain't the grammar guru for, for no reason, Ray. If you're going to do it, do it right. Sorry, my bad. I apologize. Fucking mm. cocksuck. Uh, what, uh, what else is going on? Did, did you watch a plenty of World Cup today there, Raymond? Yeah, I watched some at work this morning. I watched Argentina lose, and then I uh, watched the France game, and then I... Oh, do you, uh, did you mean to say the greatest World Cup uh, upset in the history of soccer in the history yes. of the world? I mean, that's what people are saying. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Welcome to the welcome to the sensationalized world that we live in. The greatest upset in sports history. That's what they're saying. Saudi Arabia. So Argent. So Argentina's gone. No, they play in three days. Okay. Cool. <laughs> the greatest upset in sports history. <laughs> Fuck off.
Fuck off soccer. So Listen, those stupid. Saudi guys, they play Friday. Professionally. Literally, they just like came out of the desert and they're like, Argentina, fuck mm. them. Oh, if Saudi Arabia borders Qatar. They Qatar has been the little baby brother of Saudi Arabia for years and years and years. You don't think there's something in so a little home cooking going on there? You have a little paying attention. Cooking. You weren't even watching the game. You didn't even see it. You didn't even fucking see it. I don't have to see that bullshit to know what's going on. Oh, I'm messy. I fucking kick it. And then uh, a couple goals go in. Maybe they don't. Maybe we're fucking Mexico and Poland and play for four hours and zero zero. Guess we'll play again on Friday. <laughs> Adios. Whatever they say in Poland, what a dumb fucking stupid sport. Let's talk about some real sports. Welcome to the Civil Minds Sports Show. Uh, the latest and the greatest on New England sports, not including the revolution, uh, the real sports. Let's <laughs> sometimes, talk about- sometimes, 